Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Emily Grace Taylor has released two singles, Till the Day and On My Way to You, and they are dreamy and transporting. Um, but under the name San May, she has released several indie rock singles and EPs, in fact, quite a lot of music, and she's an experienced songwriter and performer. Hello, Emily. Hello, how are you going? I'm very well, thank you. I'm very pleased to be able to chat to you about your country music and a little bit about your other projects. And I thought since you have produced so much music, the best way to start would be right back at the beginning. So I wanted to ask you if you learned an instrument from childhood. Yeah, so I learned classical piano when I was little. Um, I was never really happy about it, but my mum, you know, was very keen for my sisters and I to learn. So I'm really grateful to her now because that just kind of started me on my journey. Um, it's such a great first instrument to learn. And yeah, that's where I started. Yeah, it's funny, the childhood instruments usually are like teeth pulling, but then yeah. most people who've, who've become musicians look back and say, I'm so glad I did it. Do you think it's yeah. the, it's not just reading music, but I wonder whether the discipline of having to stick with it is really useful? Yes, well, I wasn't disciplined, which is funny, but um, I think, yeah, I think it definitely just pushing through those hard times of learning classical piano when, you know, it was pretty overwhelming for me. I think. Um, yeah, that definitely helped shape my, I guess, work ethic with music. So yeah, right. Yeah, I'm lucky. And are your sisters still musical as well? Um, not so much. They, yeah, they kind of went on their own paths, different journeys. But um, I for some reason stuck with it. Probably not till a bit later though. Like I think it was after high school I really got into it, um, because I was into sport and everything, which is funny now looking back. But yeah, I kind of found it a bit later on for myself did you do any kind of music in high school any like high school musicals not to, not that I meant that to be a cliche but just any yeah. kind of musical participation um so I was actually homeschooled so right. I definitely didn't really get the chance <laughs> to um immerse myself in that world um but I actually started playing the first band experience I guess I played on like my church worship team right. um so that's when I started getting into like just playing regularly playing with a team and then um following that I guess I made a bunch of um musician friends mm-hmm. and they were all kind of chasing the dream and I kind of fell into it and then fell in love with songwriting learnt guitar got into singing mm. yeah and it just kind of spiraled out of control <laughs> from there <laughs> Or very much in control considering how much um, music you've released. But uh, I'm wondering if the homeschooling was partly because you grew up on a cattle farm in Canungra and obviously uh, like school may not have been close by. Um, Not so much. I think we actually started homeschool before we moved to the farm um, in Canungra. Um, I think it was very much like a in that era in the Christian scene, it had become quite a prominent like an appealing thing for parents, I think, to like keep their kids, mm-hmm. you know, close to them and everything. So that's where that came from. But it definitely helped when we moved out to the farm. Um, made a lot of sense. So we just continued doing it. And also because you're in the routine by then, so yeah, easily transported rather than having to change schools. So when you started playing guitar, having come from piano, did guitar seem mm-hmm. easier or harder? 
oh so much harder and I still am just like I cannot wrangle this beast it is <laughs> it is a uh yeah an enigma to me I'm I can play like I'm I play live and I write a lot of um like especially for Sandman, I was writing a lot of parts, um, but it's definitely not as natural to me. And I think it's something that I'm always going to be just, uh, imp- have, you know, improving on. Hopefully, because <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I grew up playing piano and then learnt guitar much later on. And I yeah. think guitar's a lot harder too. So yeah, yeah it is definitely something about. It. So when you started singing. Was it, did it take you a while to find your singing voice? Because I guess when you begin, you're listening to other people's music and you're imitating initially. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a good question. I've actually never really thought about it, I don't think. I, I think it came fairly natural to me with the type of music I was making for Sanmay. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I guess, very natural for me. I, I guess I have a naturally kind of soft voice. So it kind of suited what I was doing just to kind of have this dreamy kind of tone. But I've definitely, um, going down the country folk track, I've definitely had to find my voice in that kind of area or whatever you might call it. Um, yeah, so finding my voice in this kind of, environment and genre and the style and everything I've really had to yeah just hone in on that and really find where I sit mm. that makes sense yeah and and I, I wanted it to feel like a different expression um and still genuine but just a different expression to what I've been doing for the last decade mm. so that's been a really fun challenging thing I think um and yeah I'm, I'm hoping to just like get more confident in that and really yeah find my way because on your sad main music there are well strikes me there are more musical layers and there more instrumentation I mean that that fits rock right I mean that's rock's Mm -hmm. a big sound you've got to develop a certain type of voice when you're singing in front of a band or however many um, tracks on a a recording but on your country tracks your voice is very much to the fore and the instruments are quite paired back so I can completely understand how you have to do that Mm. and perhaps it feels a little exposing as well when you're used to rock it's um it's something that I really pushed myself to do I think uh later on in the San May project I I thought I was like I really want to push my voice I want it to be something that's more prominent and I want to be more vulnerable in that sense so that you know the lyrics don't seem so cryptic and Mm -hmm. you know people can relate to what I'm actually singing about and so yeah that's something I was endeavoring to do and then in this new project it's something that I I guess I just had to do and I did find that like pretty um, confronting at first especially because the lyrics that I'm writing with this project are a lot more, I think, vulnerable and honest and just simple. Like I'm not trying to be too cool or mysterious. And so the lyrics are up front, my voice is up front. And um, yeah, I'm getting, I'm loving that. I'm actually just really loving that because I think people can just at face value understand what I'm trying to, you know, convey. So yeah, it's a good challenge for me. And given that you have these different uh, musical strands to your career now, what music did you grow up listening to? Oh, I listened to so much different things. Like my mum loved opera and musical theatre, which I still love. Um, My dad loved like 
country music and the Beatles and um, yeah, a whole variety of stuff. And then I was very much into like the top 40 yeah. um, when I was growing up. So I wasn't one of those kids that was like cool and listening to like you know, the vintage music or whatever. Um, so yeah, like just a whole range. But I think the country music just always just resonated with me even when I was young. Um, it felt like this sense of like coming home and I always wanted to make that kind of music, but I guess a sandmate kind of just started taking off and I didn't really have a lot of time for, to, you know, uh, explore other sides to my artistry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found the time, especially over COVID when things started to slow down, I was like, this is actually a really good thing. And I can actually pursue this, um, genre that's been like calling me I guess for a long time yeah so when you first started writing songs were they with the Sandmay project in mind or were you just the songs came out and you thought well it's that direction of music uh I think I think I was always pretty focused in that's what I wanted to be doing at the time Mm -hmm. I think um I've been listening to a lot of that kind of music and learning a lot of things about production and guitar playing um in that whole kind of world so it just felt pretty natural for me at that time to go down that path um and I always in the back of my mind is like this is great for now I want to be able to explore you know different sides to my songwriting and everything um and I guess it took you know 10 years to be able to find the space to do that yeah yeah so as I said, your output as as Sandmay is, you know, you, you have a lot of songs out there. Are you a songwriter mm-hmm. who writes constantly? Because you've already released, you know, four songs with the new project. So uh, do you write constantly and stash things away for when you need them or how does it work? What sort of songwriter are you? Um, so I've always been someone who hasn't just written a lot of songs really quickly and all the time. I don't know why. I think... Um, I have always gotten really caught up in the production side of things while I'm writing. And I think that's always made it a pretty slow process because I'm doing it on the computer and thinking, oh, all these ideas and then trying to write. Um, but with Emily Grace Taylor uh, songs, I think uh, I got to the point where I was like, I want these songs to just be strong enough that if I'm just playing on acoustic guitar or piano, that they completely translate and they're good enough I don't want to rely on production so having that in mind I think um, it just made the process a lot quicker and simpler and just more honest and then I just felt so connected to this project that these songs just came like flowing out of me so it's the first time as a songwriter that it has been just like bam 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 like so many songs um, which I'm re- I was pleasantly surprised at and I think Two, I've been going through a um, quite a difficult um, relationship breakdown, which has obviously been a catalyst for like just you know the get the floodgates have opened with emotion and and uh, yeah, great way to express all of that. And it's a way to lead into the new song "On My Way to You" because I believe mm. that's part of the story behind the song that the, the breakup. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I guess it's a it's like an optimistic spin on the kinds of things I've been going through and just thinking, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel and I've got to get through these hard times, but on the other side, like I'm on my way to something good. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a bittersweet song, I suppose. 
um, uh, yeah, so that was a really nice way to just look at the kind of heartbreak and instead of just going down, you know, spiraling down, I thought, um, there, yeah, there are hard times to get through, but there's always something good waiting on the other side. Yeah, and it is a really optimistic yeah. song. And then the, it has a B-side. Both of your singles have had a B-side, mm. which is really lovely because, you know, yes. these days we're streaming songs we don't often get B-sides. And the B-side is Green Hills and Bluebells. And mm. but what both of the songs suggest to me is that you're a storyteller, at least in this genre, you may see yourself as a storyteller first and foremost. I'm wondering if that's mm. true. Um, I would like to think that. Um, I think, yeah, I love that about songwriters who are able to tell that story. And I guess I've never really felt strongly that that was um, something that I was natural at. Um, but I find, I don't know if it's the genre or just more life experience and more to say that mm-hmm. I feel like that's becoming definitely a more natural thing for me. Um, and I want to be able to pull people into a story and, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope that that's something that I get stronger in well I think even the title green hills and bluebells is really evocative and then you sort of weave this spell in the song and it's not a lyrically it's not a long song but it does feel like we're mm. in this this dream so um yeah. so, so I think you're on the way there okay, <laughs> good. that's good to hear <laughs> not only I was thinking you know not only for you as a singer um being more to the forefront in these songs um, and trying something new, but you've also left behind the history that you built up as San May with festivals and gigs and all those mm. sorts of things. So that's, it's, it's risky, but it sounds like it's coming from a place of conviction that it's a good path for you. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. It is pretty hard, I guess, starting from scratch mm-hmm. um, with a project and just having no concept of like, is this good? Is anyone going to like it? Am I going to get any shows or anything? Um, But I feel like I just felt so ready uh, just to embark on this new journey. And I thought as long as I'm consistent and I'm putting out things that I think are of good quality, I know from experience that, you know, good things come from that if you just work hard and um, are consistent. So, yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm being optimistic and I have like this fresh, almost like childlike excitement again for releasing music so yeah but it is it's uh interesting just feeling like you're brand new again yeah interesting and exciting because it's an opportunity yeah. and just what you were saying then about childlike I was reflecting when you were talking about how you wrote songs for San May and thinking about the production side of it mm. and then how you were writing songs differently now it does suggest you're both adaptable and also curious about how things are put together um like it's it's not just writing a song and I'm going to d- deliver the song it's actually how am I constructing this so yeah. is that almost like an engineering point of view so I'm wondering if you actually have that in your background that that kind of maths engineering sort of things um not really I I guess uh when I first started writing and um just being really curious about music I would listen to songs and I would start to just hear all the different moving parts and all the different sounds and the mix and all that kind of thing um and I wanted to be able to be good at being in control of that so that I could be putting out music that was like really coming from me um, and, you know, just be able to express beyond just like the melodies and everything, what I was wanting to put out there. So I guess I just practiced a lot of just like listening and 
mucking around in logic and um and so I've still carried that with me and I um had a really strong vision for especially for on my way to you mm-hmm. um I had a really great collaborator that he kind of just let me take the reins and he was an amazing engineer but I was like I want these sounds I want these parts it has to sound like this um so even though I'm trying to take a simpler approach I think I want to just really be sure about the sounds and the feeling and everything so I'm still kind of going down that path so you've released, well, four songs actually because it's two singles and two B-sides and yeah. in pretty quick measure actually. So I'm getting this, the feeling that maybe you have some other songs stashed away that you will release soon or, or maybe a whole album and you may not want to say that yet, but uh, did have you recorded a whole lot on the trot? I haven't recorded much, but I have a lot of music that I would love to record. So it's just a matter of like finding time, resources, of course. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm excited because like for the first time, like I said, I haven't always been a quick songwriter, but this time around, I've just got so many songs that I'm like, ah, I just want to start recording and releasing. Um, so I've actually just applied for a grant to help me, um, you know, record a bunch of songs. So looking forward to those, to that starting to happen and yeah, um, hopefully just getting the ball rolling with shows and yeah, just want to keep putting out music. Very excited. And when you're writing songs like that and you have a few to choose from, are you a fairly ruthless self-editor when it comes to selecting what you're going to record? Uh, I think that I just know when I really love a song and I think it's like I think other people are going to love it. Um, I tend to just feel pretty strongly about it and I'm not too confused about, oh, which should be the next one. Um, And I try not to be too precious because I think, especially at this stage when I'm kind of just starting out with this project, I think just getting songs out and making sure they're good, but just putting songs out, I don't think you can go too wrong. So I'm trying not to be too precious about like which song, I guess. Yeah, so far. We'll see. (laughs) Well, I would imagine you've also developed some pretty strong instincts over time as to what works for an audience um, and what works for you as a performer as well. Mm. Um, Yeah, I suppose, but I feel a little bit like I'm still testing that out with with these songs and this audience, um, which is fairly new to me. Um, So maybe it, it will be a little bit of a matter of like figuring it out as I go, but and just trying to not put too much pressure on myself and just enjoy the process. Cause you can get so caught up in uh, like, you know, success and the Mm. business side of things when things start going well, but I'm like, I'm not there yet. I'm just putting out music I love and just trying to enjoy it. And how wonderful, because I think that translates to how you record it. If you love it, we can hear that in your voice and you certainly can hear it. We can certainly hear it in these songs. Now this time of the year, I always have to ask people if they have Tamworth plans. So I'm wondering if you have plans to go to Tamworth in January. I wish I was playing, obviously. (laughs) Um, I've actually never been there. So I think it'll be a really cool experience. Um, So maybe that's definitely something that I need to put in the, in the old calendar. But um, yeah, something I would work towards playing for sure. Well, I'm I'm absolutely sure you will. But in the meantime, we have your wonderful songs and hopefully some more soon. And Emily, Grace Taylor, it has been lovely to talk to you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.